Good evening. This is the weekly wrap for Friday, February 3rd. Starting with the macro uh, picture, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates a quarter of a percent as expected. Uh, then the market rallied. They were surprised as to how comfortable Chairman Powell was in his press conference afterwards. He was very relaxed and not particularly aggressive uh, in his view of fighting and inflation. So the market took that uh, and ran with it, and the stock market had a huge day, huge rally on Thursday. Uh, subsequently, this morning, the jobs number came out much, much stronger than expected. Um, market was looking for a small build, uh, some two to 300,000 jobs, and we came in with a half a million jobs, uh, lowering the unemployment rate to 3.4%. That's the lowest rate since 1969. The market immediately interpreted that as negative. Uh, so when someone says good news is bad news in the stock market, this is what they mean. Um, they are worried that Chairman Powell is trying to get uh, the inflation rate up. He considers that a key component in getting inflation down. Um, so while we had a very strong jobs number, the market immediately sold off the stock market very aggressively. The dollar rallied very aggressively. And a lot of commodities sold off gold, crude oil, uh, even the grains sold off very, very aggressively uh, when the dollar reversed course this morning. And um, many of the markets did not recover. Grains did recover. Grains uh, stuck out as a, uh, a holding their own and soybeans were down dramatically, but they recovered. Soybean meal went up to $500 a ton. Corn went down, but then back up, and wheat was um, down, up, and down again. So very much uh, a casino uh, attitude this morning or environment this morning with that jobs print and everybody trying to second and triple guess what this means for future Fed action. It really has turned the markets into a circus uh, over the last six to eight months. Um, there are more rumblings in Ukraine of Russia mobilizing troops along the border, and so that is not good. Uh, February 24th is the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion into Ukraine, and they think that they may be uh, ready for another deployment uh, that week. Um, in the oddball news, for somehow, some reason, a Chinese spy balloon made its way across the border um, and, and didn't get picked up until a couple, uh, couple days ago over the skies of Montana. So chalk one up for the United States Air Defense System. Um, funds, uh, managed money, uh, are continuing uh, to flip back and forth very aggressively in the stock market, flip, flip aggressively in oil and the dollar, uh, but they're staying pretty steadfast in the grains. So that's keeping the grain market pretty quiet overall. Um, why is that? Well, we've had some really bad weather in uh, Argentina and now southern Brazil. Argentina did get some rains, um, but they're going to flip back to hot and dry again. And so their crop will deteriorate here over the next two to three weeks. Uh, southern Brazil is suffering greatly as well. Some big losses down there. But central and northern Brazil continues to uh, expectations of a record crop there. 
Where the problem lies, as we discussed in the earlier audio this week, is the harvest pressure, the harvest pace continues to lag. So those beans, uh, heavily anticipated by everybody, are having a tough time making their way onto the market. It's throwing the cash market globally in the nearby very, very short. Uh, So much so that Argentina is rumored to have bought more beans out of Brazil for their crush, bought it out from under China. Uh, Brazil's own crush plants need beans. And so it it appears that this problem uh, of getting Brazil beans to the world market continues to fester, keeping a bid under meal, keeping a bid under beans, and, um, you know, being very much uh, a help for U.S. exports. And it looks like we're going to extend a little deeper into the year uh, exporting more U.S. soybeans. And so uh, that is creating problems for China who remains record short commodities. Uh, They locked down during the COVID and went radio silent on all purchases of any commodities, cotton, corn, beans, didn't matter what it was. And now that they're reopening, their hand is getting forced a bit here. And they were pretty aggressive buyers this week on cotton. So that was a good week again for cotton on export sales on Thursday. We sold China a lot of corn, so that was the biggest uh, winner of the week, and the export sales department was for corn. Um, and then uh, beans were good, uh, better than uh, as, uh, as anticipated, and wheat was pretty poor. And so overall, a good week for export sales um, to the world market here on Thursday. So sizing it all up right now, uh, my three main variables continue to be more on the bullish side, the Fed slowing rate hikes, China in the world market buying, and the Ukrainian war still very much a threat to global supplies of grain. Uh, The added um, sort of unknown or unanticipated losses of Argentinian beans and corn has also kept the market supported. And, you know, pretty soon here, uh, we're going to start dealing with our own weather issues. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. We are expecting another government report next week, Wednesday, from the USDA, where they will give us a new balance sheet uh, across the board. It should be pretty quiet, but, you know, again, it's the USDA, so who knows. But that comes out on Wednesday. Uh, The market is anticipating a a slow dropping of Ukrainian corn and bean crop size, further tightening the global balance sheet, assuming, again, they don't tweak the demand. So uh, where does this leave us? Uh, The the main three variables uh, of the macro picture continue to be the main bullish variables we're looking at. We got some help with Argentina weather. That's helped us advance our marketings, again, on old crop beans. Moving forward now, uh, the month of February, we will get uh, the insurance price set for all the grains and cotton, uh, and then we're going to have to start talking about our own weather. And so we are in the midst of uh, El Nino, and that will be transitioning to a La Nina sometime this year. Now, El Nino is typically, uh, signature is a hotter and drier pattern, and a La Nina is a cooler, wetter pattern being very beneficial for U.S. crops. The problem is, is the timing of when does that flip, and that's very inexact science. But there are two uh, analog years where uh, the market got caught. Um, In 1988 and in 2012, we were years that we transitioned from an El Nino uh, to a La Nina. 
and they were ended up being some of the hottest, driest years ever. And that transition happened right in the middle of the summer. Uh, if you remember in 2012, that led to 123 bushel corn yield and a 39.8 bushel soybean yield. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but if it does, if there is a threat to the U.S. crop, and with the balance sheets already at record tight and probably realistically below pipeline levels, as indicated by the spreads and as indicated by the basis levels, any weather hiccup in the United States becomes explosive to prices. And so that's why we're not as more advanced on marketings as many in the trade are. Uh, I'd say the vast majority of marketing advisors have their clients 100% sold on corn and beans for old crop and are much, much more heavily sold on corn and beans for new crop. Of course, we're not in the camp. In that camp, uh, we, I believe that the uh, balance sheets are far tighter than what the USDA is indicating, and I believe the volatility related to weather and these three macro variables will continue to be bullish for the next four to six months. So what does that mean for our marketing? It means no change. Still looking for cotton with these uh, relatively good export sales to continue over the next you know, several months should eventually get cotton to break out above 90 cents. It did get caught up in the headwinds of the dollar you know, moving higher today, so cotton sold off pretty aggressively. But ultimately, we will break 90 cents on cotton and get that quick test of 96, 97 cents. We do uh, want to make sure that once it breaks 90, we have targets working at 94.50, 95.50, and 96.50, and, and it, it get caught up on sales or use those prices to advance sales. There is a scenario out there that if demand remains stronger than we think, ultimately cotton's going to break a dollar and head closer to that dollar ten area, but that is going to be much later in the spring, probably early summer. For corn, still looking for uh, an ultimate fill of that gap at 7.30 on old crop corn, and that's where we will advance sales to 80%. And of course, with the volatility uh, in the Argentinian crop and U.S. weather, I have no interest in marketing any new crop corn until we get a lot closer to 6.50. That 6.40, 6.50 area will be our first target for new crop corn. For soybeans, we don't have a lot of old crop left, thanks to the uh, Brazilian and Argentinian weather problems. Uh, but if we get a, a sharp spike up to that 1570 area, we will finish out this year's marketings. So make sure you have those orders placed. Uh, for new crop, we did get a little bit sold, get us comfortable there. Um, but you know the rest will will be looking at how the old crop balance sheet finishes out and what the U.S. weather looks like this summer before we advance any more sales. For wheat, you know we're still looking at the 1050 area for any wheat sales. This massive uh, near record short position for this time of year by the managed money uh, is it's just a complacency that I just don't understand. But they are complacent. Um, but I do think ultimately they will be flipped and forced out of that trade, and we will get closer to 1050 before we do any marketing of wheat for new crop cotton um, we are getting closer to 90 cents uh, we had talked about how we weren't going to do anything in the low to mid 70s even low 80s but if we can get close to 90 cents get that seed endorsement if that gets anywhere close to 10 cents and we can net a dollar we're going to have to do some form of risk management when we get there and by the way that will probably lead to a slowing of this movement from cotton acres over to corn um, so I, I could see a slow pullback now in cotton 
losses of cotton acres and a, and a slow uh, pullback of, uh, of corn acres building up. So I think it's going to be really hard to get more than 2 million more acres of corn, uh, a million more acres of soybeans. Uh, with cotton prices doing what they're doing right now. So we'll keep an eye on those developments. Um, These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you.